0: This is the 3rd and 30 podcast, a coach's podcast, where we believe opportunity is everything. My name is Coach Praveen Mantra and I'm joined alongside Coach Jason Chadock. another edition, another episode of the 3rd and 30 podcast, and we can't be more excited to bring this one to you. Each show just keeps getting better and better as we start to kick off this uh, fall weather. Um, some people out here playing football, it's beautiful to see um in different parts of the country so we are in football season NFL is just uh, right around the corner so um we you know here at third and 30 we're extremely excited for what's in store um as fall is coming to be but first is first things first as always coach Chaddock how are you today
1: I'm good my friend it's great to be with you for another episode the feedback has been amazing week by week by week just overwhelmed with the, the positivity from people and the lessons they're learning and the continued uh, kind of, kind of solidification, if you will, of this is awesome. I'm getting leadership stuff. I'm hearing some about sports. I'm hearing things from people outside the field. Uh, what an awesome experience to be able to learn from. Thank you guys. And it, it's been amazing to hear that from from friends and, and from you know people we're getting to know now. And it's, it's the reason we did the show. We, we have a lot of fun doing it. Don't get me wrong. It was also, how do we get information out to people? Uh, the same way we are trying to learn, others are trying to learn. And I truly believe that if you're in a leadership realm or if you're trying to uh, approach a position of leadership, and especially if you're, you're coaching or if you're overseeing staff at work, this show each week should provide you with little nuggets of information that are going to be valuable as you continue your journey. And that's the feedback we're getting is, is this is a valuable resource for people. They're learning from it makes me excited. I get, I get to talk with you off air too. So that makes me doubly excited. Coach P (laughs) you, you and I, you and I get to talk on the show. We get to talk off air. We get to talk during the week while we're doing planning, so it's double bonus for me here, guys. <laughs> I get I get Coach P multiple times during the week, and we just get to share stories, uh, reminisce about the past, and focus on building the future. And that's what's so wonderful for us about doing this show week in, week out. And you know, with that, I'm I'm pretty excited to hear a different perspective today. And I, I'm really looking forward to hearing uh, about these gentlemen, what the, what their career path you know, has been to get them to where they are today. And then also uh, why they're doing what they're doing. That's the part I'm looking forward to asking. I want to know what made you take this on because I work in sports and recreation and it's a big task that they decided to take on. And I want to know why, why'd you do it? Cause you know, people these days are very hard to please. So, you know, you got how many different parents out there from all these different age groups. I'm a parent myself. We're hard to please. (laughs) Us us parents are hard to please when you're producing youth sports. (laughs) So I'm excited to get our guests on and learn about what they've been going through for the last several months in a COVID environment, trying to make the impossible possible. And and all while I get to share the air with you, buddy. (laughs) You know, there's nothing better than, than
0: get, Getting the opportunity, and you're going to hear that word a lot today. Opportunity is going to be a big word, and I hope it really resonates with you, listeners, of what it really means, and hopefully, it 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 sits well with you. Um, and also, you know, going to your point, Coach, about getting these shows out, it's important that we. And I want to I want to state this to the audience that uh, I think it's important to note that there is a reason why we put out shows once once every other week. And I think the biggest reason behind that is to allow these shows, which has a lot of information, and we dive deep into a lot of different topics and a lot of things that kind of make you think a little bit and reflect on yourself, on on your situation, organization, um, future, past, whatever the heck it is. And it takes time to kind of let those things sit, and you want to think those things things through. And make sure that you're not just rushing through that process, and and you still have that drive, and you are aware of exactly what your drive is. And um, so that's why we want to get things out once to once every other week. You know, there's a lot of podcasts out there that are every day, every few days, once a week, whatever it is. But you know, for our content and what we're, the information we're trying to get across to everyone is is this is this is this can be heavy stuff. You know, when you're really trying to make a change, or you're really trying to grind through and and bust through that ceiling. It's it's it can be tough, and um, that's what we want to provide is is a, is a safe space to where you can listen, and hopefully we can help you uh, g- and guide you through whatever it is you're trying to get through, and that could be good or bad, um, anticipating or um, you know hopeful, whatever the heck it is. So that's 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 number one. Yeah, get, getting to it makes us better. That's I've said this before on previous shows. If you're an avid listener, th- this show makes m- myself and Coach Chaddock – so much better as people. And when we speak off, Air. A lot of times, it's kind of a mini podcast in its own. You we end up talking, and we may not even talk about sports or coaching. We may end up on a different realm about life and the world, and 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 the way things are. And and that's that's what I love personally. And yeah, to be able to and 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 shoot, coach, you moved uh, halfway across the country, and yeah, it it doesn't really feel like uh, you're too far away because. And and that's another thing about relationships. We talked about that with Coach Cheever a a big time um, a, a few weeks back, and relationships are huge and it takes work to maintain them and 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 keep them going and when when the news came that you were going to move to ohio coach we could have easily just shut things down and been like all right let's let's take a break and reconsider and recalculate how we want to do things if we even want to continue and sure enough we did not lose a step and we and you know, unless we told you listeners you would have never known that coach Chadog made a move um in the middle of this show as we as we just get as we're just getting this thing started a shout-out to the listeners and the support we've been getting. It's been super amazing, and, I, and I'm just honored to to that people want to help us grow. And they're not just saying, hey, you have a good podcast, love it, man. But how can we get this to be um, something to where we can reach out to a bigger audience? So uh, I really appreciate everyone's support. And to your last point, our guests today, we are taking a little different different direction here. But like I said, opportunity is going to be a big word here. And, and, and if you listen to the show, all you need is the first five seconds to know that what our mantra is. And opportunity is in every single <laughs> show um, that we have. And opportunity is, is probably the biggest thing that we focus on. Yet we might not talk about it so much. We wanted to focus on that today. And our guests kind of exemplify that really really in a strong way. Uh, Chris Lucas, Brad Pool. Um, and, and and I want to shout out Mark Lair as well, but we have Chris Lucas and Brad Poole on the show today, and they are the owners and founders and, and operators of Elite Youth Sports, which has created a no-co football league in northern Colorado, and it seems to be thriving. And the most cra- the craziest thing about the whole thing is they started just about when, when COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic hit our country, and it did not slow them down one bit. I just mentioned that me and Coach Chadock went through a little hump that could have slowed things down. Didn't stop us one bit, and mind you, that was during the COVID nineteen pandemic as well. So these guys have done the same thing and are put and are affecting um, a few more people than we are, and and it's almost uh, getting out to the whole community. And the biggest thing they're offering people—that's not just kids, but families and um, and and adults for looking for jobs um, and and coaches—they offer opportunity to a whole community of people and i'm extremely excited to have them on the show i've been fortunate enough to work with them for the past few weeks and we were able to host a combine for the elite youth sports and it was a it's a great event and a great opportunity for um the academy in my business that i run so um we want to bring them onto the show now waste no more time i know we this is a little longer pre-show than we normally do but um you know, it's important to kind of to, to let you know how everything comes together and how uh, everything comes back together full circle. So um, without further ado, uh, Chris Lucas and Brad Poole joining us here on the third and 30 podcast are two very special guests that we've been anticipating having for quite some time. We have Brad Poole and Chris Lucas, owners, founders of Elite Youth Sports and the NoCo Football League here in Colorado. Um. For those of you from Colorado and listening, you'll know that this is a, a a pretty big deal having a football league in northern Colorado, and I know everyone here is really excited. So we're really uh, ple; it's a real pleasure to have on Chris Lucas and Brad Poole on the show. So thank you guys for joining us this morning, and let's go ahead and dive right in. Um, and uh, I want to hear from both of you on this uh, on this first question. Um, but first thing is. To give a little familiarity to our listeners is just tell us a little bit about yourselves individually and then speak in detail um in your own words about you know kind of the the start of elite youth sports and NELCO football and your overall goals in starting this league. Uh Chris, we'll start with you.
2: So me. Um well I'm from from Colorado. Uh I played at Wheat Ridge High School, ball tradition. And uh Went a couple state championships there. And then, and that was a terrible experience. Just, they, the, the, it was just rough. The organization was rough. Good coaching staff, I think. It was just, they just hadn't had any, any success. And then I decided I was going to walk on up to CSU. So came up, came down here, walked on there. And then, uh, and I've stayed, met my wife here, four kids later. And, uh, yep, started, started coaching and, you know, love football. And then that led us to today, I guess. Uh, obviously, a lot of coaching and stuff in between. But, but uh, yeah, which brought us to the league and how this whole crazy thing started. And I'll let Brad transition from that because I think he can give a good um, history on the tackle side. And then I can jump in after that maybe with uh, some of the other, the other leagues. That sounds
3: good. So you got Brad Poole here. Hello, everyone. So went to – played high school football in Tennessee – Shout out to the Lake County Falcons back home. Played linebacker there, four-year starter, um, SportsQuest All-American, two-sport athlete, senior year, also pitched in baseball. Then went to the University of Memphis. Shout out <laughs> to my Tigers. Go, Tigers, go. Tomorrow night, we play Arkansas State on ESPN. All right. Make sure. Tuning in at 6 o'clock. Hey, (laughs) our stripes are everywhere. (laughs) Currently coach for the 6th grade NoCo Venom. Uh, First game's coming up on September 12th. We'll be over at Valley at 12 o'clock if y'all want to come see old school flex bone triple option Air Force style. (laughs) Looking at a little bit of uh, the football side of it. So originally when I got here, I joined the LYAA, which is a local youth football program uh, out of the Loveland area and um, had a lot of success there coaching and it's a good league, but we wanted more competition. We wanted to branch out and provide opportunities to our kids that they'd never had before. Um, And so the, you know, we kind of branched off to the NOCO football league Um, where we now offer flag, seven-on-seven, and tackle for teams all across Colorado, uh, mainly northern Colorado. The teams form on their own. They practice on their own at a local location. And then everybody comes together on the weekends for games. Um, And, again, it was just something really cool where you could have – that type of high school atmosphere at a youth level, right? You can have a team from the Poudre area playing a team from, you know, uh, Eaton or Windsor or Thompson Valley, Berthed, you name it, right? Um, And just kind of bring that Friday night light feel to to Saturday, which seems to be um, one of the big, you know, new things to do. Um, Originally this year with the NOCO Football League, we actually had to scale it back because the state viewed it as a travel league, which under the COVID guidelines, um, obviously we're not allowed to operate a travel league. And so before we had to shut the travel aspect of the league down, we actually had over 80 teams signed up to play tackle football. And we had twenty more on a wait list. So to wow. say that you know football is is dying or kids don't want to play football, that's just absolutely not true, man. When we sent out the flyers, we had really, really great response. Um, we had teams from Denver Metro South all the way up to Wellington. We had teams inquiring from the Western Slope. We had teams as far east as Sterling reaching out to come play in our league third through eighth grade and currently uh, we're still moving on with the league but with a much more local feel so that it doesn't um, look bad in a travel sense from COVID guidelines we're at about 50 teams now
4: and that's one of the things I was going to ask you was was the those 80 teams you just highlighted that was throughout the state not just northern Colorado correct it
3: was but that's a lot. yeah, the furthest south would have been Wheat Ridge, so I mean it was a it yeah. was a hell oh, yeah deal.
4: <clears throat> That's awesome that that is that is a big mark because you are hearing it. I, I work in sports and recreation for a living, and you're hearing a ton about uh, recreation departments and cities, uh, Pop Warner and things like that shutting things down, saying, "Well, we don't have enough kids to play football." You're highlighting you have quite the opposite
3: you have to turn people away because you have so many. Yeah, it was a great problem to have, Um, you know, also being from, you know, a Southern state where football is really popular. Honestly, you know, the last five years living here, I didn't realize how popular football is here as well. Um, There's some really competitive travel football teams based here out of Colorado at the youth level. Um, I'm going to plug the 5280 Junior Buffs. They're a seventh grade team out of the Thornton area. Um, for those of you listening, if you want to go and watch any of their games, I highly recommend it. Um, there's some really good youth football in the area. That's that's really
4: neat, and, and you know to be able to showcase not just you know the youth talent also being able to provide them outlets in other areas so they get that competitiveness versus someone else. Because let me tell you, my youth experience, we were always playing the same kids we already knew. And that's what that's what we did. We just regurgitated the same teams every year and just kept playing the same four or five teams. I know my son went through the same thing. It's really, really neat that you guys get to expand upon that. When, when you guys had the opportunity... Um, to, to jump in to this, you know, what was on your mind? What, what drove you guys to, to start this league and, and to really go down that pathway?
3: Well, I'll jump in from the NOCO Football League perspective, and then, Chris, you can finish um, with, you know, more of the elite youth sports model. But it was a combination of things, really. Um, in the spring, my sons were signed up to play um flagged football for a league that won't be named. Um, I had three kids signed up. Registration fee was $150 per kid, and I had three kids signed up. So I was into this for the spring for $450. Um, we did not receive refunds. Um, that, that hit a lot of people hard, particularly during coronavirus. I had a lot of... Um, players on my team where the families were coming to me and it put them in a bad spot. And so, you know, we wanted to create a league where things were just done the right way. Um, and currently with NOCO football um, and elite youth sports, you know, if something like coronavirus cancels a season, uh, people get a refund. We just thought that was the right thing to do. Also, just wanting to improve football in northern Colorado. You know, we've had a couple of people say things like, well, this is just a Loveland thing, or, you know, all you're doing is just trying to improve Larimer County football or whatever. It's just not true. It's the same equal opportunity for everyone. Uh, It's true. I live in Loveland, but I don't even know where my son is going to go to school. You know, the fact of the matter is, each year when you look at the Chassa playoff rankings um when you look for northern colorado schools unfortunately you just don't see quite as many northern colorado schools as you do the metro schools a lot of the schools down in the springs um quite a few teams from western slope as well um and so we're just trying to give our kids uh, up here all i mean all the locations, the best opportunity to improve at a youth level um, that we can and do it in in an affordable way. You know, if you look at Texas, California, Florida, right, some of these football rich states, you ask yourself, well, what do they have that Colorado doesn't have? Well, there's a lot of things that feed into it, right, such as weather. um, But one of the main differences that we saw is the youth football level in Colorado. There's a lot of rec leagues. Um, you know, you have pop Warner, but pop Warner has a lot of travel to it. So there's a lot of kids that can't play pop Warner. Um, so we just wanted to, to bring that really competitive youth football feel, uh, to Northern Colorado. Um, and we hope that that's going to translate into, you know, years down the road when those Chassa football playoff rankings come out, that it, it's got a lot of no-co flavor to it. I like that. And Chris, something
4: I want to touch base on,
3: because you just highlighted
4: a couple things that you look for. Hey, these are some of our goals of operating. We want, we want to bring more impact to the northern region of Colorado. We, we want to provide opportunity. I, I love how you pointed out the part about Pop Warner, because I, I do know a lot of people that you know, struggle to be able to uh, do all the traveling and pay, and, and so on and so forth. Um, one of the things that I want to dive into a little bit deeper, and, and we have had guests in the past that we we've also asked this of. When you said when you mentioned about doing things the right way, I wanted to dive in. What what is that? What what is the right way? What what is something specific that you can? Uh, pull out from that to say us doing it this is what we consider philosophically to be our right way
3: well (laughs) not to make it too basic but golden rule stuff elementary school stuff you know treat people the way that you want to be treated um you know one of the things that we tell people is you know we want to make sure the trains run time um when you're when you're running a football league and you're telling a family from Fort Lupton, Hey, come play a game in Estes park. And it's a four o'clock game. When the family from Fort Lupton gets to Estes park, there needs to be a team there for them to play. There needs to be referees that are really good at what they do to officiate the game. And, as again, as we like to say, the train needs to run on time. Um, a lot of it goes to a moral compass, right? You know, there's many leagues we heard of actually in the spring <clears throat> that didn't give refunds back for various different sports activities, um, particularly during the coronavirus, where we know, you know, things have hit families um, harder than some other families. We just... You know, it's all about the football. It's all about the kids. None of us are making any money, um, and so that's that's kind of where our mindset is at.
4: I like that because, because I, I work again. I said I work in sports and recreation field. I cannot even fathom during this pandemic when you cancel spring sports, not getting a refund for your spring sports that never took place. I, I just can't even imagine that because I worked for an organization or previously worked for an organization that issued you know, tens of thousands of dollars worth of refunds for, for sports that did not take place. So, so for you to highlight those things, I mean, I know, I know you're saying, hey, these are basic elementary things. These are good business practices. These are important things to a consumer who's coming in. I myself have two kids. I spend a lot of money every year on youth sports. So I, I appreciate how, how you've been able to highlight that for us. Chris, did you have anything to add to that?
2: Um, yeah, a few things. Uh, number one, um, you know, with, like Brad was saying, when I first came up here from even Denver up to Northern Colorado, uh, you know, came up for school, played football, uh, came from a really great program. I mean, for example, like with our 7-on-7 league, and, and when I was in high school, we had to play. I mean, it it, what, it, was, it wasn't, like, required, but it was required. It was unwritten uh, so, required, right? <laughs> yes. So you showed up and you played football. And then I was kind of shocked. And even now, uh, like, I'm kind of shocked at some of the, and, and I'll say this nicely, but I want to be really honest about it, is that, you know, Brad alluded to the fact of, like, Football needing to be raised to another level in the in the state in general is that if we want to do that we can't think the same way, it has to be done differently, and I get it that all the kids are going to play the sports and we live in a different time and all that kind of thing, but I've even seen in the seven on seven league where you know districts are arguing and they actually make it about themselves mm-hmm. versus making it about the kids and and what they can what they can get out of it. Uh, let's go compete and let's let them have fun. And that, and, and that's a big deal. Uh, let's go play competition that's outside of our district, because the bottom line is that when these kids go to colleges, if they do, and that's the big, the big thing, if they do, they're going to be exposed to a lot more talent and a lot more football strategy knowledge schemes. When we stay district, it almost becomes like more of a cesspool type thing. And I'm not saying that's bad. But like I, I, I get it, play your buddies next door. But if I played my buddy next door over and over and over again. You get to a certain point where that's all you see, and, and you don't see different football. So, with that said, you know that's that's the point of like even like with the high schools right now is like let's let's get together and play football. Let's don't let's don't you know peel off and and uh, you know uh, just.
4: So, so Chris, let me tell you something that that I saw, and it kind of highlights what you were what you were just saying and it's more so than you water down the the play in the district by just continuously playing the same people let me go one step further in youth sports here's what i here's what i've witnessed you end up whether it's basketball whether it's football whether it's lacrosse i saw it in all three sports you end up getting the one or two teams that try to stack all the good players onto that team and then they just go dominate everybody within the within the city and then what did the kids gain out of that yeah they won every football game by 35 42 points what did they really get out of it because they had all the talent on one or two teams i saw the same thing in lacrosse we had a we had a guy that came in and uh came in from out of state and tried to develop this you know tried to remake the lacrosse league that was already very successful with a good mixture of players and he all of a sudden tried to stack everybody onto one team and then have them try to go dominate everybody in this area and then travel down to Denver and we're going to compete against Denver. Well, this person came in and ostracized half the families. And needless to say, that person didn't make it. They already went back to the state that, that they originally came from. It's no surprise they didn't make it because they weren't trying to build the program. They were trying to build one elite team right? versus educating a whole community on a sport, which is, which is what I'm hearing from you. You're trying to educate a whole community on a sport and help kids get better so they can find more success in life in general.
2: And, and you're 100 right. And I think Brad can allude to this as well. Uh, you know, when you when you're a part of a winning program, not just a team, it's actually not about winning. It's <laughs> actually about family and community and values and leadership and teamwork and all those things. Those things come first. Winning is a byproduct of all that. And I think what happens, amen. Youth sports is, yeah, amen, right? And, and and I think what happens in youth sports is that, and, and again, I want to say it just straight up. I don't, I'm not trying to sugarcoat things. Is that we, the parents, the adults, are the ones that get in the way, and we make it about ourselves. We make it about we want our kids to like have the trophy and sign the autographs, kiss the babies. You know, maybe even relive what we didn't have. And that's that <laughs> just like hey, let's make it about the kids. Let's make it about the things that actually matter. And I say it to the kids, like, hey. I mean, you know, there's hundreds of kids at the field every single day. And I say, if one of you makes it to the NFL, man, we're lucky. Like maybe one of you. So let's keep it in perspective, have fun, get out there. We want to compete. I mean, the whole thing of like even like not keeping a score, I'm like, you ask any kid what the score is and they know. Mm-hmm. Like, If you coach youth sports, the kids know whether or not you want to say you win or lose. And I'm like, where, where have we gone wrong in saying that, you don't lose. It, Teach them; it's a teachable moment. Also, it, and let me let
4: me let me shout out all the rec centers that don't keep scores because I know who you guys are. <laughs> I, I've worked with you and and I've I've seen your products before. Get out of here! The parents know what the score is. The kids. I had a kindergartner that knew what the score was, and I didn't even remember it.
3: They, 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 know, they know what the know. score
2: is. Sit down They're and not. get out of here.
3: Yeah,
2: I even talked to. The, uh, I had a meeting with a rec center the other day. Super nice guys. Don't get me wrong. If they're listening, hey, I love you guys. So we tried to you know, merge some leagues and do some things, but it um, didn't quite work out. And I said, I, I'd mentioned, well, hey, a coach in our league told me he wins a championship every year. And he's like, he looks at me, he's like, what? We don't even keep score. I'm like, oh, yes, you do. He goes, oh, well, they all know. I'm like, so let's get out of that mindset and let's start just making it real. Because, And here's the thing, like you just said, losing is actually a part of the game. Losing is a part of life. Yeah, I mean, come on! If you can't get a girl, like, remember the first time a girl broke up with you? That sucks. You lost.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that did suck. Let me tell you, I, I'm still having nightmares. I know, right? Yeah. Bringing back bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> you know something, Chris? I'm gonna, I'm gonna even shoot you one step further on this, and this is gonna coincide with your point. Do you want? someone's first loss or their first negative when they get told no do you want it to be for the first time when they're 18 years old and get denied admission to a college or when they're right. 23 years old they just graduated college and think the world's just going to be handed to them with their first full-time job do you want that to be the first time they failed or were told no right oh my goodness <laughs> let's do it when they're 10 and they're young and they can rebound because you know something. Once they lose that football game and they get the snack afterwards, when they get home, Mom and Dad are disappointed. You know what that kid's doing? The kid's in the backyard playing with his friends. He doesn't care, or yeah. she doesn't care. No. Yeah. They're resilient. As adults, yeah, we lose
2: stop. our resiliency. Yep, yep. And they le- you learn from a loss. Like uh, I mean, I, I remember I was, a, I was a head coach at RCS for the basketball team, uh, and we, our first season there, uh, one in 19, varsity. We were terrible. I mean, we got destroyed. First game we came out, we crushed, it, and we we're like, "We're going to be so good." And then, 19 games in a row, we lost. You know what wow! It? I learned more that year as a coach than I ever did winning. Like, yeah. I, about myself, about the, the kids learned, and they'll all say it. We still have good relationships. All that stuff. Man, I learned so much that year.
4: Did you Lisa get a year scored. two?
2: Did you get a year or two? Uh, no, I got
4: fired. <laughs> <laughs> And that, and that's, I'll tell you what, that's our microwave society. We want instant (laughs) results. Like we want our instant oatmeal and our pop tarts to come out of the toaster right away.
0: Totally. <laughs> it's true. I think I think it's 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 incredible, you know, when when you're hearing this and it's just to me what comes what stands out is it just takes a little bit of legwork and some hard work to put it together. You know, it's easy for a coach to get all the kids he knows and they're all the best kids and to put it all on one team, but what's difficult and what takes a little bit of hard work is what you guys are doing and trying to get everyone on board onto this one idea of we all need to get better. It's not just one little small group in this little area that's gonna get better and make a difference difference. difference we need everyone to be on board and sometimes and like you said parents and I think sometimes coaches too it's putting aside your ego for a second and you know releasing some control over things and and and, and that's a big part of things and it starts you know a lot with us and giving those kids the opportunity because I've been in situations where you know coaches are, are not on the same page and you know there's kind of some attacks being thrown but then you go to practice and you see the kids and the kids are just Completely blind to, it, and they just want to go there and have a good time, yeah. and so that's yeah. what really clears things up for me when those things happen in my environments, and and I think what you guys it stands out is you know you guys are putting in the legwork to make sure everyone's on the same page and not trying to just be like all right well let's create you know you, what you could do is create your own team. And go take them to Denver and compete, and that's all fun and games for your little team. But instead, let's give an opportunity to all kids and guide them in the right way. Even with some of your rules, you know, we had a we had a flag football rules meeting um, last mm-hmm. night with you guys, and 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 going yeah. over some of the rules of what flag football does and has really nothing to do with football. And what you guys are doing is we're trying to progress the game the way the game is played and get them ready for that opportunity in high school um and that they're not like wait i didn't even know that was a rule and then they're completely defeated because they've thought this one way for so long so that continual process of preparing these kids it, it, it's a process it takes some work and i mean credit to you guys for putting in that legwork because i just don't feel like people want to do that um especially for no money and all the time you put in but um i just think it takes a little bit more hard work than the next guy and i think that's what you guys are doing
2: yeah, and the well, and Go ahead. Not
3: to, not to bring SEC into this, you know, Pac-12 environment. <laughs> and know-
4: I'm in Big Ten country.
3: <laughs> so it's- Nick's been and people have different opinions on him, but, you know, one of the things that I've stolen from him is he talks about a process. He never, he talks about, he never talks about winning and losing. Right. Because at the end of the day, your process determines whether or not you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And that's not a football thing. That's not a specific business item. That's, that's across the board. It's What is your process? Everybody, right, during football season has football practices. Right now, the Denver Broncos, the Kansas City Chiefs, the uh, where where are the chargers now los angeles chargers <laughs> and then the raiders all the way in vegas everybody's practicing right now what are you doing during your practice time what is your process that separates you from the other teams when you're concerned with winning and losing again th- there's a way to win and there's a way to lose mm-hmm. but what is your process and how is that process furthering your goals love that
4: amen to that because most people most people they don't know how to fall in love with the process or the journey
0: it takes time you have to have patience the flash you you spoke about instant gratification uh coach Chaddock it's it's everyone wants things now and when you don't get it now all right on to the next thing but it's just a terrible revolving circle of then you continually you're just starting with new things over and over again and you're never really getting better at them you just quit when the going gets tough and i um i almost sometimes related to video game culture um is in video games you can just die and come right back and die and come right back and you can you can when you play a video game uh, let's say we're playing madden you know and you go six and oh in your season then you lose game seven. Oh, let me just turn off the xbox you know and let me start over and get that win and i think with how much how much prevalence that that you know video games have i think that leads to that and it's it's interesting because it it takes a little bit of patience and and i think that's all it really is patience some dedication um hard work have a plan a process to go through but not many people are really wanting to do that and like i mean just like you said chris and you went one in 19 and you know maybe maybe you had plans to improve that second year but you didn't even get that opportunity and yep. that's where I just think it's skewed. And even, you know, in, for the Denver Broncos, Vance Joseph got a year, maybe two years, and he's out. And obviously there's circumstances that revolve around all these different hirees and, and stuff. But, but I just feel like back in the day when I was a young kid, there wasn't that, this much turnover or this much let's just start something new as there is now.
2: Yeah.
4: You know, I'll point out a video game thing oh. to you that really drove me nuts. We're in this moving transition of coming out from Colorado to Ohio. My son's okay. playing NBA 2K20. I think that's the name of the game. It's on PS4. He's playing online. He's 13. He's playing against someone online doing a, doing a game. He's smoking them in the first quarter. They have an option. Can you believe this crap? And this is what really fires me up <laughs> about, about society sometimes. There's an option. The person he was playing against could quit the game. They have the option to quit the game and they take a loss and it it goes negative against their ratings. The culture online is if you're losing, whether it's a game or whether it's this uh, this playground thing that they do three on three to twenty one, either one of those you can quit at any point in the game. You can just quit because you're getting beat. And that's what the kids do online. They're getting beat and they just quit. And I thought to myself, how terrible is this? My son was about to do it once, and I told him, no, play it through, get your butt kicked, and figure out how you can get better from it. <laughs> and he's like, Dad? I said, yeah, go get your butt kicked. This person's clearly better than you. And, you know, just play it out and see how it happens. And that's where that's where I think sports really can, can affect society in a positive way, is if we learn to play through those struggles. Chris, like you were saying, sometimes we take an L. We don't give up, you know, do we give out participation trophies to everybody? No, I don't right. think we do. That's my, no. I'll give you my take. We don't give out participation no. trophies. That's not bettering people. No. That's giving them a false representation. When they're real, real little, I can get that. When you're starting to play, you know, seven, eight, yeah. nine, ten eight, nine, 10-year-old, I don't know. We have to have some serious conversations about that. Yep, agreed.
2: You know, and then to piggyback off the one last thing that uh, I think uh, Praveen was highlighting, you know, like even right now, like we're all, we're actually all partnering, you know, with, even with, uh, you know, Northern uh, or the Academy of Northern Colorado football, mm-hmm. you know, I think a good quote I've heard before in the past is that, you know, great things can happen when nobody cares who, get the, who gets the credit. <laughs> yep. There's a lot of people involved right now that nobody is getting the credit. And I think that's, that's a part of this is that, I mean, if we want to give credit where credit is due, Brad Poole made, a year's worth of phone calls, you know, and spent hours upon hours creating relationship, relationships with coaches all over Northern Colorado, Colorado, you know, Jason Burkett and Craveen, they're, they're crushing it up at Pooter and, and building this, this program and, and getting kids going. And then all of a sudden we jump in seven on seven and they're the ones that built seven on seven. We didn't do it. They did it because they did it. It was a trickle down effect. You know, Mark and I, and Mark's not even on the podcast right now and Mark's put in, we have not slept I mean we are, you know, six AM to to, to when I fall asleep with the computer in front of me going at this to build this because it's about nobody's caring about who gets the credit. At the end of the day, I think the win for all of us is that football's bettered. We teach a lot of kids, you know, and a lot of parents, hopefully, some values and some leadership and we, we grow this thing across the state and create a model that can be replicated, you know, throughout the nation. Uh, you know. So anyway, Let's not give credit. We don't need to, you know. Let's, let's, let's. I'll will t- tell you what.
4: You're going to have to take over as host of the show here because you just had you just had a great one. You know <laughs> what? What we want to, you know, Brad brought up process, and he talked us through process, and you know, Coach Praveen talked about how opportunity is everything. That's kind of our motto with the show. So, Brad and Chris, my thing to you is, what does the word opportunity mean? to you and how did it play into the process of starting this league and building something different from the rest? Well, not to take
3: everybody to church this morning, but (laughs) please
0: please do. (laughs) to
3: (laughs) To me, opportunity is a blessing. Um, and, and what we do with those opportunities, right. From a very young age to a very old age you know, those those help shape our lives. Um, interesting thing about opportunities is that there, there's even times where opportunities arise and you don't even know living in that moment. Right. That it's an opportunity. Um, and so, you know, what we want to do is, you know, we've got kids in the area. You know, we've got families you know, that are that are hungry for an opportunity to develop and get better. But we also believe in, in, equal opportunity. And, you know, when I first got up here, you know, the whole Pop Warner scene, you know, it was, what well, does your, can your family afford to, you know, drive to Southern Colorado? Can your family afford to go to Texas? Can they afford to go to Florida? You know, there's kids that play on my team and some of the other NOCO teams, they're never going to have the money to travel and play that type of, of football, but our argument was, you know, why would we pass, um, you know, a good team from Johnstown to go play Orlando, Florida? Why would we pass Longmont to go play, um, you know, some team in Arizona or something? There's there's a lot of competition here. There's a lot of teams, and we just want to give all our athletes a real shot at some real competition I mean, uh, you know, one of the things, you know, we're doing is, and this is kind of a plug for Praveen here with the Academy of NOCO football, we're doing some combines um, coming up and, you know, we're not, we're not charging for the NOCO football athletes. Again, who's getting credit? you know, one of the questions we get asked all the time, who's getting paid for all this, you know, or it's like, um, maybe we're terrible business people, but we, we never went into this with, Man, how much money can we make? It was really how many families can we affect and how many football programs can we make better? Um, and so again, you know, for me, um, And I'll let Chris expound on it. But opportunity is a blessing. You got to be there to receive it
2: when it comes. Amen. Yeah. And then I guess to to jump on the back end of that one opportunity is always there. It's just, do you see it? And are you willing to take action? Because opportunity will present itself every day if we just have the eyes to see it. Mm -hmm. And action, it comes down to, like you guys have been saying this whole time, And this goes back to the football and what we're trying to teach, you know, you got to go to work, like just show up and be, be first, be last, like be willing to put in the hard work. I mean, it's not, this is not easy. And other guys will say, well, we're just going to do our own thing. I'm like, go do it. Great. Hey, we're going to try to take care of all the hard details for you and let you just roll out the red carpet so you can come and coach football. Um, And that's just taking it down to our level. But on the bigger level, it's like, there's opportunity every day and even with COVID it's like oh my gosh this is terrible. Oh my gosh there's so much opportunity right now I can't even think straight. I mean we're there's so many I think calls and phone calls and hey can we do this? Can we jump into this? Let's get this going. I'm like I can't even keep up. With it. I mean softball. A lady called me, "Hey, can we get softball going?" I'm like <laughs> I have no idea about softball, but sure. <laughs> you know, let's do it. Let's get some ladies involved. So, uh anyway, Love it. Opportunity, I think, is, is always there. We should have to take action.
0: No, that's huge. I, I, I'm glad you guys expanded on our, you know, our, I mean, we say opportunity is everything, but opportunity is a blessing. Opportunity is always there. I mean, that's, that's, I totally agree with that. And to kind of, I guess, you know, Coach Chaddock, this show is really like likes going into a deeper level. So I'm going to go into a deeper level here and <laughs> say, you know, what, what was some of those opportunities you saw? Maybe, Chris, you just kind of alluded to it, but what was, you know everything going on the societal impacts you know s- starting businesses sustaining businesses just seeing s- it's it's you know uh, whether you guys are wanting to uh you know whether you guys are taking in money or not for yourselves you know you still are operating a business through this league and so it's so difficult in this climate to maintain a business starting a business at the you know at let's leave starting a business alone for now but you know maintaining a business you saw companies struggle right from the get-go in March and then I've known of companies that are now beginning to get the hit from from COVID-19 and so it's what been a six-month process before they start you know unfortunately getting these uh dealing with these problems so what was those opportunities you guys saw especially when they, they they next tackle football in the state of Colorado and and it's really hard to find tackle football and there's not really much opportunity for kids to play, but here you guys are with, honestly, a league that hasn't been around, hasn't existed until just this year. And like you said, Brad put in a year's worth of phone calls in probably just a few months. And so expand a little bit on the opportunities you saw and you know how have you guys been able to succeed with starting a business and sustaining it throughout this time? Because I feel like this is the hardest time to start and sustain a business.
2: Um, I guess I'll start if Brad didn't want to, but um, I think it actually goes back to what Brad was saying about process and what we do daily. I mean, I, I think preparation breeds success. And if, if you go back to like the opportunity of NOCO football uh, and the tackle side, it, it wasn't that, you know, oh, great and Like, you know, it's COVID hit and you guys were, ready we weren't the tackle side of football was ready because brad was in the process a year ago and saying i want to i want to see something he had a vision a long time before uh before covid hit it's just his process was happening daily and he was doing what a championship kind of guy does Mm -hmm. and he went to work and he every day was making phone calls making relationships and then all of a sudden opportunity the door opened and then it just it rushed in and people have been saying to us, "Ah, oh, it's not going to be like that next year. Oh, yes, it will. <laughs> I guarantee it will, because that's what people want. And that's what, like, if you go back to business now, like, like if the marketplace demands it, we just meet the need. That's all it is. And even with flat on the flag end of what we're doing, you know, again, same same thing. We were in the process. We were coaching, working hard. I had already set up two years ago um, a Loveland uh, location through the NFL flag, in preparation for the day when opportunity knocked. And then when this other league, we we will not mention names to be kind, uh, you know, made some wrong moves. Op- again, opportunity opened the door and we, we rushed in. And so it it just was timing mixed with those type of things. But based on the fact that we were ready, um, again, I had a, another good coach always used to tell me, uh, uh, r- rush to position, you know, and rest when you get there. Mm-hmm. rush to position and rest when you get there so it's like at football hey get get to your get to the huddle get up to the line get set and get ready because when when that ball snapped it's ready to go
3: well and you know that there. are so with football with sports in general there's a need kids need sports you know not to take it into a little bit of a negative direction but <clears throat> And again, I don't mean to downplay uh, coronavirus at all. It's it's been awful for the entire world. But if you look at suicide rates um, during the pandemic, even if you want to look at suicide rates before the pandemic, particularly amongst teenage youth, those numbers are very high. And what we know is, you know, kids that play sports are. Healthier than kids that don't play sports, <clears throat> um, physically <clears throat> healthier and mentally healthier. It's you know the coronavirus has created a void for a lot of people, um, and we were no different here in this part of the world, Northern Colorado. And I just think kids are hungry. Um, you know, a lot of the kids sat up and and didn't do much for several months, and now. You know, speaking of opportunity, NoCo Football League. You know, we were able to get a variance approved through the county. We've done everything that we can to ensure that the kids have a meaningful football season. And at the end of the day, you know, if coronavirus rates rise, like we could be shut down. Um, but our our goal to the families in Northern Colorado is that we were going to try. We were going to do everything within our power to bring kids um, something to do for the fall season. And that's football.
2: And then even like to back that up a little bit, uh, going on to plan B or C, I mean, this is what I think people sometimes don't realize we're already ready and have a plan. If tackle gets canceled, because it could be Brad's right with Corona. We, we, we don't have control over that though. All we can do is be in position and ready for that. If, if it gets canceled, we're, we're ready to switch them all to seven on seven all right hey this is the adjustment we got to do right now so at least the kids can keep playing at least the kids can play some football this fall and just and just take advantage of what we got i mean we have no control of whether it gets canceled but we can control how we how we prepare and, and and get ready for the next step and again like praveen said dude that's a lot of work <laughs> i mean oh my gosh it's so much work I, mean, I have to send a huge email out to our single team hey what do you what do you got to do? Then the coaches got to go. Okay, let's split up the teams in seven on seven. How do we do that? Do the linemen get a play? Hey, we call Praveen. Hey, can we set up some training for the linemen? You know, it's just a lot of work. But uh, hey, let's do it.
0: I think what stood out to me in the first meeting when I met with you guys is I, I think it was Mark, who's not with us today. Um, he said, We want to get all the football crazies together. Yeah. And I think it, it, it's definitely apparent to me that you know when you talk about football crazies it's it goes a lot more than just being this meathead tough guy that wants to run through a wall when we say football crazies it's it's the generosity it's the care it's the hard work we want to put in to the game and for the kids um and it's it's like i said before with egos and you know releasing control it can be tough sometimes um especially with these big big big-time coaches that have yeah. plenty of experience and years, and they're like, oh, I know it all, and and um, it, it, it's good to get in a room a group of people that understand that it's it's something bigger than them and yeah. to kind of... I mean, we when you compare the adults to kids, it's the ratios through the roof, and there's just so many kids that we are impacting, and I mean, another cliche statement, but the kids are the future, and we want to make sure that their future is bright, and we have an opportunity with one of the best games there is, Cause it's the ultimate team sport teaches you lessons about life that you may not ever think about um, unless you're in that moment in the game. And there's an opportunity. And and even when COVID shuts everything down, you can see when you put in the hard work, when you put in the time, when you, when you work together with a bunch of people, you realize that you can put something together, even during a pandemic and, and um, you know, credit to you guys. And so, the last thing I want to talk about, and kind of let you guys talk about what you have, and I know Brad alluded to it at the beginning of the show. I just want to reiterate it of, of you know, what kind of opportunities you guys have in the league, um, age groups, uh, flags, seven on sevens, and whatnot, and where people can go to sign up uh, for these events um, if they're interested. Because I know. With how many kids you have, there's a lot of kids still trying to figure it out, and that's why we want to get you guys' uh, name out there. So just give a little bit more about what opportunity you guys have within your leagues.
2: ready right, do you want me to go? Or you want to go? Yeah, you can speak to that, yeah. So, As of today, and this is changing, we have three leagues. We have seven-on-seven, seven, uh, which is seventh grade through twelfth grade. Um, originally designed to support tackle football during the fall. I mean, I'm sorry, during the spring and summer. However, obviously with COVID, we were ready for that. Uh, so we just switched it over to the fall and, uh, went from there. And obviously this year, spring, spring might bring tackle. So that's the, that's seven on seven. Um, then we have flag, which is five on five and that's NFL flag with a few few rules variations and that's uh that's pre-k all the way up through uh, eighth grade as well and then uh and tackle we have tackle that's third grade up through eighth grade and uh that's all that's the region right now obviously coming up here next will be state statewide uh so three leagues and then obviously we're, we're in the works with other things, except for with the Academy of Northern Colorado football uh, with training and development that doesn't stop. Uh, that's going to happen. And also there's the opportunity right now, which many people think that even in the spring tackles, not going to happen. Well, we can do tackle in the spring. Why not? <laughs> you know, and I'm talking I'm I'm not even talking about just little kids. I'm saying, why can't we do high school? Why can't we have club sports? And, and that's a, that's a, that's a head banger for like some coaches. Like, really? It's all new and fresh. They don't get it. Right. I'm like, does it hockey does it? Baseball does it? Everybody else does it? Football's right. like, ah. <laughs> you know, so anyway, go to eliteusports.org uh, or nocofootball.com. And, um, you can, you can register. We're still taking registrations. We're not turning any way, Anybody away tackle football, Brad, I would say is closed. Correct.
3: Yeah, we're just too close to week one at this point. Sure.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, it sounds like um, you know I mean? not only are you just running one, you know, a, a league to just have football, but you've, you're giving opportunity for the progress of football. You know, I think there was a, a conversation of flag and tackle, you know, kind of work against each other. And to me, that makes absolutely no sense um you know flag i think is kind of leads you into tackle um you learn those skills and then maybe if that's the game for you awesome but the the fact that you guys are putting it all together is huge and then to have you know the academy working on the training things to kind of keep everything not in-house because we know it's the right way it's 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 to make sure that kids we we believe and and then i'm sure you guys believe the same thing that there is a proper way of teaching the fundamentals and basics about the game of football, especially when you're dealing with young kids. Now, when it comes to strategy and what type of formations and what kind of offense you run, okay, that that gets hairy. But when we talk about basic fundamentals, I think it's pretty universal. And to have everyone in the same room to have great top coaches who have experience, who care about the kids putting that all together I think is huge because it just only betters them for when they get to high school, they have that opportunity on Friday night lights and there's a scout in the stands watching them and they already have the confidence and abilities to be successful rather than it just being 15 you know, 17 years old and be like, Oh my gosh, my body can do this. And then it's too late at that point. So, um, having three leagues is huge. Seven on sevens. Um, uh, the tackle side and uh, flag football is, is huge. And like you mentioned to the the, uh, the academy doing training stuff, that's year-round. That's year-round football is what you guys are trying to create. Um, so when the season's over, it's not, oh, okay, well, I have five months to wait until football is again. No, you, you're going right back to training. Um, let's, let's keep this work ethic going and build character in you um, by continuing to teach you football. And that's just not been an opportunity here in Northern Colorado, and uh, that's why we wanted to have you guys on the show. Is because just the traction you guys have gained has been, uh, you know, astronomical um, throughout this year and in such a crazy time. So that means that you know, if and when we get back to normalcy, there's obviously you guys are ready and plan to sustain, probably even stronger, if things get back to normalcy.
3: Well, and Praveen, you know, just to touch on something you said there, I'm so glad that you brought up um, how, the, you know, the, if you have a flag league that is advertising themselves in a way with an anti-tackle message, and so many of the right. flag leagues do that, I, you know, my advice to parents wanting to put their kids into football, I would run from those leagues because if, you're ta- if your flag league is trying to get you to play flag by denouncing tackle football in some way, you know, normally in a safety way, to me, that sounds like business. To me, that sounds like play for me, not for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: We, we view flag as a direct extension of tackle. And I know that there's, there's coaches that will say, Well, flag football is teaching kids the wrong way. Well, Chris has coached flag football a long time. I have. I know there's many other coaches in the area. If you coach flag football the right way, right, and you don't have kids lunging for flags, if you teach defenders to stop the body, to use two hands on the flag, that is the same USA football tackling principle's um, for tackle football, stop the body, near shoulder, near hip, Seattle Seahawks you know, style tackling, That's, it, it, it's the same. And so the, they're building blocks on one another. So again, you know, we have flag, we have seven on seven, we have tackle, and we view them all very much um, you know, as beneficiaries of, of each other.
2: Yeah, and, and to, to go on the end of that, uh, Brad's right. And if you've coached tackle and flag and or 707, if you don't teach the correct things, that's where it becomes unsafe. And what we're seeing is that, like last night in the rules meeting, oh, you can't screen. Well, that is actually very contrary to helping them understand tackle football and get better at it, positioning, angles, all that type of thing. We're not trying to create collisions. Actually, we want to limit the collisions. My, my son's taken a head-on-head in and flag and got hurt way worse than he ever has in tackle. But again, correct pr- procedures, correct technique, all those type of, type of things. And another thing I think that's given people a, a kind of a, a head twist a kink in their head is that, like, for example, we have, okay, right now, besides all the league stuff, I, I have a fifth-grade tackle team and a seventh-grade tackle team, and we have three flag teams. that that's kind of crazy but is it really not when you think about it because they because the flag teams have been playing together for a while and they get reps at quarterback and receiver and pass coverages and all they do is go out there and play we don't have to have a ton of flag practices during the week but tackle football at the youth level is way more run heavy so then you get watch just wait people want to play both so people are like oh really play both yeah Play both. Give them the tackling technique. Learn how to block and tackle. Run the football. Do that right. Win some games. Then go out and play flag. Let them throw the football around. Trust me. These kids will be great football players in the next five to ten years.
0: To me, it, it, it when you look at you know let's let's get you know let's talk about college. You know, if a kid wants to play college football, well, they're going to look at the kid that can do multiple things. You know, in baseball, if you are just a shortstop as a youth player, well, you're not really going to get anywhere developing just being a shortstop all the way through your career. You need to be able to be play all nine positions on a baseball field, and in football, it's almost the same thing. You know, kids need to be able to play the flag game, understand the rules, and be able to work their bodies in that form. And then also, when it gets a tackle, you need to understand the technique and the skills behind that, and they all intertwine with each other in some way, shape, or form in football. But you know, I think the best athletes are the ones that are able to do multiple things at once, but they're not able to do that unless they're getting coached up to do so, and that you know that comes with giving them the opportunity to have good coaches, good leagues, good teams um, to to get that work. And so it's it's huge, and to have it all in one building, um, or in one organization, it, it is huge because then you're not getting a bunch of um, different minds telling them, "Oh, this is the way you need to get it done." You know, we have a, a huge group of people that understand and we collaborate and make sure. And and the plan is, is to collaborate if, there, if high school football continues, is to hopefully collaborate with high school footballs and see how do you run things and how can we better the game together. And we're not trying to compete with, you know, public high school football in, in town here it's it's trying to work together to better the game for everyone in the entire state and hopefully it leads to you know to outside the state which i don't see why it couldn't but um that's the thing is on game days yeah i'm gonna compete and i'm trying to beat you but other than that i'm gonna work with you we're gonna compete we're gonna collaborate and try to try to get make the game better but other than that i mean that's that's how i see it and it's just uh it's huge having it all in one building, and that's why I'm huge happy about our partnership. Is now we're able to get even more into one building and get the training side of things. It's you're not doing anything if you're training and not competing, and if you're just competing and not training, it's not helping anybody. So to put it all together and uh, to have a bunch of minds that just just get it, for lack of better word, just just understand and get it is huge. So um, what you guys are doing is awesome. Can't can't wait for it's just one week away now for the season to start. I'm sure that's crazy for you
3: guys. Crazy. Go Venom.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we don't want to take up any more of your time. Coaches, uh, we appreciate you guys joining us on the Third and 30 podcast. Um, Chris Lucas, Brad Poole, we really appreciate your time. And um, feel free to come back on the show whenever you'd like. We'd, we'd be happy to have you. Um, and good luck on the start of the league, and uh, keep doing what you're doing because I know uh, I know everyone that I talk to is, is 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 extremely excited about what you guys are doing, and it's a real blessing. Like you said, the opportunity is a real blessing to have that you guys are putting in that work to give a quality league to kids here in Colorado. So thank you so much for your time, and thanks for joining us on the 3rd and 30 podcast, guys.
2: Thanks,
3: thanks guys.
4: Hey, thanks, guys, and good luck with the start.
0: Like to again reiterate a big thank you to Chris Lucas and Brad Poole from Elite Youth Sports for joining us on the Third and Thirty Podcast. A real great conversation. It was awesome to get um, for for the first time on the show two guests on the show at the same time and and get them talking uh, about what they're up to and their and their um, endeavors here. And and for me, it just stands out to them to just to seize the opportunity that was at hand and to see a hole and to just go and try and fill it and with the best with the best people resources that they have and um, I just can't credit them enough for what they're doing and honestly they've for personal reasons they've given me an opportunity and I that's why it's so important to me is uh, that I you know I'm one person but the effect that it can have and you know having an opportunity on one person think about what they're doing when when we're talking about kids coaches parents um all, I mean they they're creating jobs for referees which is such a tough Um, business especially here in Colorado I don't know excuse me I don't know if the supply in Ohio the demand is is as much coach Chaddock but I know referees in Colorado is tough to find and they're trying to create a a a good environment so they can hire referees so creating jobs and just the opportunity is incredible and they really season it and the season's just a week away and uh, throughout this COVID-19 pandemic it's you know, for lack of a better word, it's just straight up impressive. And um, it's it's awesome. Coach Chaddock, some of your thoughts from that conversation we had with Chris Lucas and Brad Poole and and what you took away from it.
1: Well, Coach P, the the thing I want to start with is opportunity is everything. Amen. And when when I looked at things, you know, oftentimes you and I have talked and said when opportunity presents itself, it's too late to prepare. And amen to these guys because they came in with that. It wasn't us spoon feeding it to them. They came in and said, we have to be prepared for things. We've been prepared. That's why jumping on this during the COVID time was easy. It was an easy decision to make. Now it's hard work. The decision to go that route is easy because they are already prepared. And I love that because you, you and I, we had the same thing with the podcast and you and i went through transitions when i when i found out about a new job opportunity in ohio and you know my wife and i had difficult conversations and as the opportunity presented itself we already felt prepared because it was something we had been preparing for you and i felt prepared from a podcast standpoint because we had already altered the way we were doing things What I love is now we've told the audience about this stuff. Now they're hearing it from another perspective. And I love that because it's not just us preaching it and it's what we believe in. It's us preaching it and it's others understanding the importance of it and implementing it in their own lives. And that's the part that I really like for today's show is an opportunity was out there. These guys felt prepared already to now go into the driver's seat and start driving this car. And that's the part to me that's amazing because now each day when, when I walk in and out of the football facility, there are youth football players, flag football, tackle football, and a new thing that I've never seen before is, is uh, padded flag football. So I get to see all these people coming in and out of the football complex as I'm leaving, Um, going from, you know, the high school practice, obviously I'm leaving that and, and heading home. And when I see these people come in, do you know what I see? I see hundreds of kids and parents, parents coming in to drop off the kid because you do have to walk them into the back of the complex because everything is so spread out with COVID that to practice appropriately, we have a lot of different areas that are being utilized. And it's beautiful to see all the smiling faces, kids excited about going to participate in sports. You'll see, you'll see the soccer teams out there, you'll see girls and boys soccer out there having fun, tennis out there having fun. I see smiling faces. I see kids are having fun at all of these different levels. And we're talking all ages, having fun. And it's an opportunity for them to compete, to learn how to be teammates together. And what I really like is I know so many people in other states that are not getting the opportunity to play sports and to have fun. And these guys said, well, I don't wanna make that us. What can we do that maybe others aren't willing and we're prepared to do and we understand how to run it. They've gone to the county and received variances. And let me tell you from experience, it's not overly challenging to get these variances. I've done it. I did it for multiple things when I was with the city of Fort Collins. Here's the deal. It takes time, it takes effort, and it takes you thinking about how can we truly operate in a COVID environment? What steps are we willing to take to make this happen? And these guys put their diligence forward. They put their minds together. And that's a key component because in society today, make no mistake about it. There are a lot of people getting divided over so many different things. Everyone's opinion is more important than the next, or someone thinks what they know is fact and what they know is true and, and what you know is false and it doesn't work. These guys said, we don't care about that. Let's put everybody in a room together. Let's talk about how we make this happen. And they've designed it. They've received variances. They're starting in a week. I can't, I can't wait to hear the stories about all the smiling faces coming in and out of the complex that they're practicing at and that they're having games at because these kids deserve to go compete. That's where my heart is. These kids deserve to go compete and they get to enjoy the opportunity of learning together, being a team together. And you know something? Sometimes we're going to win together and sometimes we're going to lose together. And I really like how I think it was Chris had pointed it out. It's it's about getting out there and competing. Don't be fooled. These kids know the score. The parents know the score. (laughs) And we're all about building winners for life. I, I want the kids to experience a win and a loss and understand what it is so we can educate them and learn from a loss. We might have a project we are working on at work or a proposal we're going for at work that doesn't get approved. We have to know how to deal with that. You want, you know, we have to work in dealing with, wow, that idea didn't work or wow, I lost this game because if we don't think about how mentally weak we're going to be as we continue Mm -hmm. and we're talking about all the mental health issues in society and I know we didn't talk about that specifically with them. I'm thinking from a mental health standpoint, if we don't learn from winning and losing now at a young age, we're setting them up for failure as adults. And that's really what was on my mind when these guys were talking. so I love where they're going. I love their commitment to serve because they said, it's not about the money when it becomes about the money. That's because you get adults who are trying to do this and put it together. And they're getting greedy from a business perspective. And their take is not the business perspective of money. Their take is the business perspective is putting something together to serve the community. Mm -hmm. And how do we get kids involved with giving parents a good product and I'm heartbroken hearing about the the flag football league that did not refund money from the spring. That's ridiculous. Uh, That's absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe the unprofessionalism of that organization to take the money and run and, and not reimburse the families for a season that they did not get. I'm glad these guys have now uh, started their process, uh, started their program as well, and that they're going to do business in a different way and be stand-up characters with their business to say if, if COVID comes in and cancels the season, we're gonna refund money or we're gonna prorate money based on A, B, and C of the season. And that takes that takes a lot to step up to do that. And it is it is a good business move for them to build kids and to give parents the encouragement of a stable organization to serve their community for years to come, not just a flash in the pan for one year. And that's what was, you know, really going through my mind, hearing them. And I I love to hear their backgrounds too. I mean, we got, you know, they, you know, they played some football. We have, was it Brad? Brad is, is all about Memphis, (laughs) University (laughs) of Memphis. Big tiger guy. Yeah. So it's great to hear their backgrounds and where they're from because where we are from helps shape who we are today. And it helps shape our mindset for what we experienced in life and what we bring to the table now to educate others with. Th- those were some of the some of the big things that were on my mind uh, as we went through things with them. I'm, I'm grateful that they were here today with us and, and able to talk us through the vision that they have and how they want to serve a community in a different way. I love it. I- I'm looking forward to positive things from them in the future and getting them back on the show in a year to talk about the progress they made. Um, kudos for having the guts to step up in a COVID environment and start something new. Amen to you guys.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's very commendable. And, and I want to point out to something um, that, that, that stood out to me about these guys and, and it's, it's seeing an opportunity, seizing the opportunity and and not only just seizing it, but then controlling that opportunity and making it the best opportunity of that you could have had. And there are good opportunities and there are bad opportunities. And it's about understanding. And like you said, when an opportunity presents itself, it's too late to prepare. That's part of it is, is you got to prepare for those good ones and you got to be able to read the bad ones. And and they, they've they understood that. And when once they understood that and assess that situation, they put a bunch of minds together that, that work together, which I'm glad you alluded to that because we are so – separated by, um, and, and, and you know, I'm, I am I can be a fan of individualism, but I think sometimes it can be taken too far. And the way I look at it is be selfish, but don't inconvenience other people in that process. And so there might be a contradicting statement, but if you really dive deep into what I'm trying to say here, and I'm not going to now, but it, it just means that you can find, you can get what you want out of life and you can get your opportunities and you can be the best person you can be without really screwing anyone else over and that's the biggest thing for me and 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 when you look at how they started their league and and the way it started you know you mentioned the uh, other league that that didn't refund people and a lot of people might say and there's other leagues in town that had different ways of uh, operating you know some people credited some money back to families uh, there was another league and and you know whether whether you think that's the right business move or not i think you said the word that stood out to me and that's character. And because these guys have stand up character and they want to do everything they can to help coaches, I went to a I'm coaching a flag football team, go Seahawks. And uh, we we had a rules meeting the other night and, and the one thing they said is if you need anything, coaches, you let us know. You know, we want to do this for the kids, but we wanna make sure that things are going smoothly for you. And we wanna make sure that you're putting in your time and dedication in this and if you need anything at all, you let us know we will make it happen. You know, they apologize for the jerseys and flags coming in late because of COVID. They're delivering them. They're hand delivering them to coaches' homes so coaches can have their jerseys and flags for practice because this starts in a week. So even though there's some stress there and there's some uncertainties, they're just going to fight through it. You know what? If we're going to have to drive to coaches' houses and take them there, take their jerseys there, so be it. We're going to do it. And um, I just really think that's commendable. And what really stands out to me, is when we, you run a trustworthy, reliable, strong organization, when times get tough, people help. People support and want to help you. When you have consistently not run a good operation, when things go crappy, people are going to immediately turn away and not really want to help you. So part of it is the business thing, and they don't want to do it for the money, and some people will be like, well, that's stupid. Why how can they not care about the money? It's a business. Well, in my opinion... I I just feel they're starting up a new business and it's important to understand that it's about building trust and then getting that respect from that trust and now they're operating a business that when things get tough, if something like this happens again, God forbid, they're ready and they're going to have the support of their families and players and coaches to back them up and try to help them through so they can continue it on. The last thing I want to point out is, is, the, is the fact that they understood the opportunity is in their hands and they need to take control about it. You know, and, and and I think it really stands out that they didn't look at oh, let's wait for what you know the the big politicians are gonna say. Let's wait for what our governor is gonna do. Let's let's sign some of it's out of their control, but let's wait for the let's see what the senators are gonna do. Let's see what to see what our local pol, uh, local officials are gonna do and our counties and our mayors. No, you you live in your county and look at it based on that. And what can you do in your community? to make, get what you need done and that's what really stood out to me and they didn't wait for someone else to do something to make it happen they took it into their own hands and like you know what we're going to do it we're going to make it happen and we're going to go through this process which honestly I don't think a lot of them have really done before I don't think they've really gone through I don't think any of them have started a football league before so I'm sure there was a learning process so they have to put these minds together and get accounting going you got to get insurances you got to get variances you got to deal with these uh, different parks and health departments I mean it's, in, it's insane the things that they are going through through, yet they make the process feel so easy for the people that they're serving, and that is what really means a lot to me. And like you said, my heart is with the kids and competing as well, coach. And and that's what they're giving to these kids is that opportunity to be better. And we're building winners for life. There's no better way to create winners for life than teaching them these lessons at a young age and giving them that opportunity. So I really thank these coach uh, coaches Chris Lucas and Brad Poole for joining us. I mean. It was just really enlightening to hear about people coming together, working together. I think our last two guests kind of speak to that. Chief Sobota and um, and these guys just understand that there are workplaces where people can have different <laughs> mindsets or different views on things and still come together and, and, and accomplish a goal. So it's an art that's lost in our in our society. There are pieces and there are clumps of people that get it, and I'm glad that those clumps of people are actually trying to make a difference with that skill
1: i love where you just went because let me let me throw this out there too i heard some people talking about this probably two weeks ago this is a time when it takes a lot of courage to step up as a leader and i think people don't realize that and for Chris and brad they're stepping up as leaders saying we're gonna we're, we're gonna fight through the face of adversity and make no mistake about it there's huge adversity going on right now Look at how many states shut down football. Mm-hmm. In fact, in the last week, I want to say I saw two or three states overturn their decision uh, that state up north of us here. They just they just changed their ruling, um, and they went from not having high school fall sports to now they changed it, and they are going to have high school fall sports. And, and for those of you that don't know, I I'm in Ohio that state up north. We don't really talk about, <laughs> pull out your map, look at your phone that state up north. Oh, I O you, you'll, you'll understand I'm in Ohio. Look up north. There's a state up there. Uh, it will remain unnamed and there's some other ones. So my thing is this, it takes a, a tremendous amount of courage to lead through with the face of adversity And this is when everyone wants to sit around and wait and put the decision on someone else. I've heard people literally say, oh, it should be the president's decision. I can tell you there's not a single city or state right now that wants a president making a decision for them right now based on COVID. Should we play or should we not play? In fact, uh, most regions don't even want the governors making those. The regions want to figure them out themselves. (laughs) Right. Let's not play here, guys. Let's quit playing the political games. There are literally schools want to figure it out for themselves. However, the caveat to schools, they know they can't independently make the decision if other schools aren't in it too. They need a collective group together to be able to manufacture a season. It takes tremendous leadership to step up. You have COVID-19, you have social unrest, social injustices in our communities, And to step up, to be a leader in the face of all of these adversities we're facing and to say, here's how we're going to support kids. Here's how we're going to give the kids the platform. Here's how we're going to educate them through sport. Here's how we're going to teach them about their futures and help them to be great members of the community. We're going to provide coaches and leadership that that has character, integrity, and we're going to move forward with this. We're going to educate the kids on this. I love what these guys are doing, and I can't wait to to hear about how their their season goes. I pray for everybody that they get a season. I know here in Ohio, we're, we're obviously going week by week, uh, as are the other states. Every state that has the opportunity is we're living week by week. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, we have to have the courage to step up and manage our protocols. Uh, same in the work environment. In my work environment, we have to have the courage to step up to manage the protocols and to keep going and providing a safe environment day by day. We, as a society, need to learn how to pull together and not just criticize and judge. Learn how to step up and and have conversations if you don't believe in what's going on. Have those conversations with leadership to say, hey, can we talk? Can we talk? I'm not sure I agree with what this decision is. Can you walk me through what it was you saw and how you feel you can make it a safe environment or how you can make it a equal environment? Have those conversations because I'm telling you not having the courage to step up, to ask the questions. And it's about asking questions. It's not about coming in and questioning everybody. Think about this. If someone comes into your house and starts questioning you on everything, Are you really going to be in the greatest mindset to answer their questions? Think about that. Someone goes into your work environment and is questioning everything that you're doing in your work environment. You're not going to want to step up and have a good, wholehearted conversation, as Chief Sobota said. You're not going to have the wholehearted conversation. Think about how you would want to be approached think about how you would want someone to ask questions to learn not question you as in to find the fault in what you're doing we need to step forward and have good conversations and ask quality questions to learn with and learn from one another that's my challenge to america today coach you hit it on the nail and i'm not going to say much more than that
0: that's uh that's uh and that's why we do that. I mentioned this early in the show. That's why we do it every every other week is to let those things sit. I would I'd suggest you just rewind what you just heard from Coach Chadock and listen to that again. Rewind the last like three and a half minutes and go through that one more time because that was that's that's exactly it. And the last thing I want to say is uh, I don't think the saying "play your la- play your, play this game like it's your last" minute ev- any any more than it did now um and i and going on a week by week basis you just never know and an opportunity can be taken away from you but like i said i think the saying play your game like it's the last game you've ever played in your life is is a saying that means more than ever right now so i hope uh any kid or coach out there um and parent really lets their athletes know that that really understand that if you have that opportunity is that go all out man don't hold anything back and, and just let it ride enjoy the moment and just be yourself. So want to thank Chris Lucas and Brad pool again, so much from elite youth sports for being on the podcast. It was a great conversation. It really got us talking about a lot of different things and really opened up our minds to, you know, um, to, to bringing up a lot of these topics that we just need to talk about and get better at. You know, I'm not perfect. Coach Chaddock isn't perfect. We, we, we learn and get better every single day. We screw up every single day and, 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 and find a way to fix it or, or, or solution-driven. And so uh, that's the most important thing. So, Coach Shadock, I thank you again, as always. Another great show with you. Can't wait for the next one, as uh, we have, again, like I always say on the show, great guests every single time on the 3rd and 30 podcast. And um, can't wait for the next one, Coach. And nice win this past week, and good luck next week, Coach.
1: Thank you, sir. appreciate that. We're having a lot of fun out there. And like you said, we're living – one week at a time
0: that's awesome so be sure to join us uh, on the next show in a couple weeks for now listen to any show that we have out there apple Podcasts, google play uh, uh google podcast i should say spotify soundcloud wherever you listen to your podcast that's where we are so check us out throw a review subscribe whatever whatever makes you happy and give us a shout give us a shout if you'd like and uh for for coach jason chaddock i am coach Praveen And we're going to start a new trend here. This is the 3rd and 30 podcast, and we need Dwayne Johnson as president.